Welcome back to the show. Everywhere you turn these days, federal, provincial, municipal, the talk is housing and how to solve a crunch. Just talk to anybody trying to get into the housing market, whether it's in, uh, you know, B.C., less pressure, arguably in the prairies, but it hasn't been great there either. Ontario, uh, Quebec, Maritimes, it has been a very, very challenging time. How do you solve it? A lot of politicians running for municipal office now talking about the number of homes that have to be built to meet the demand over the next 10 years. Here in Ottawa, candidates talking about 100,000 homes over 10 years. It sounds great. What does it actually mean and what's it going to, what's it, what, what is going to be required to get it done, whether you're in the GTA, whether you're in Ottawa or you're in Vancouver, to ease this and get more housing for people um, no matter what age they are? Mike Moffat is a senior director, Smart Prosperity and assistant prof at the Ivy School of Business at Western University. He often tweets and studies this issue uh, specifically. He joins us on the line. What is the problem? Is there one problem, uh, Mike, that that Canada is not building enough housing? And is there a simple solution or is it one of these policies where there's a whole bunch of things going on that you can't solve all at once? Yeah, so, so overall, it, it's not so much a Canada-wide uh, problem. It's, it's mostly a sort of a lower mainland BC, southern Ontario problem that we're, we're starting to see uh, housing issues crop up, particularly in Atlantic Canada. And it's simply that, that our population is growing faster than our ability or desire to, to build homes. So, you know, we need to build more houses. We had the provincial government talk about the need to build 1.5 million homes over the next 10 years. We, we think that's an appropriate target. And that's going to have to take a lot of uh, policy action. You know, some of this is regulatory reform, you know, changing approvals processes, zoning and things like that. But we're also going to need to address the labor market side of it. That you know, I'm not sure we have enough uh, roofers and electricians and, and carpenters to build that many homes. So there's a suite of, of policies uh, needed. But I, th- I think the first step is admitting that we have a problem. And I, I'm happy to see a variety of mayoral candidates across the province say, you know, what they what they will do in their community to to, to play a role and, and build enough uh, homes for the next generation. Those issues you can't do as a mayor. You can't solve those big issues alone, which I guess is your point, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, there's there's four different sort of actors here. The you know the the federal government, uh, you know, decides immigration policy and policies governing international students. The province has a lot of those uh, labor market uh, tools. You know, decides around rules around apprenticeships and so on. Uh, the municipalities play a role, again, with the uh, approvals processes, development charges, and so on. And the colleges and universities play a role. Uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of the housing needs are, are coming from, from students. So it's this kind of classic Canadian problem where we have three levels of government and other actors in the system, and they don't always coordinate very well, um, leading to, to situations like this. If you had to pick one thing, like clearly Pierre Polyev has been talking about gatekeepers at the municipal level, and he's going to break that down. That's a good headline and it gets a lot of attention and of course taps a lot of young people who have basically felt ripped off in many parts of the country. But is it, is it that simple? Are they, are they simply not allowing more building permits? 
Well, so that is that is part of it. So you know, there's there, there's some truth to that. That there there are limitations on the, on the kind of housing that can get built. Uh, you know, we hear this debate in Ottawa about or R one zoning. You know, if I you know I live in the Glebe, I could tear down my house and uh, build a McMansion tomorrow. But if I wanted to build a duplex and triplex and and have some additional units. I might not be able to to do that under under our sort of regulatory system. So absolutely, there are regulatory barriers, but those aren't the only ones as well. That you know, getting enough uh, you know young people into the skilled trades, uh, figuring out how to build houses more efficiently. We build houses the same way uh, you know my dad did back in the 1960s and 70s. So we need we need more innovation. Figure out how to build these, these houses not just better but more energy efficient and so on. So there's a lot of different areas and. You know, I think there's there's some truth to what Polyev says, but it's it's not the entire story. Mm. You also say that we're spending far too much time, money, uh, and energy on single-family dwellings out in the burbs, right? Like there's not enough being spent on intensification. And when, I, I believe you've said that, and when you do that, though, don't you run into nimbyism, and that's part of the politics of the problem? Yeah, that 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 is uh, that is part of the politics, and yeah, overall we're we're pretty good in this province about building two things. We're good at building sort of giant towers with small uh, studio condo apartments, and we're pretty good at building single detached homes. It's all of that sort of missing middle um, that that's hard to build, and and some of that is nimbyism, but I think that can be overcome. I think we need to find a way to show how housing reform exi- helps existing homeowners. Uh, we have a lot of homeowners in their 60s and 70s who would love to downsize, move into something smaller. Can we find ways to create more housing options for seniors, allow them to move into a smaller property and unlock those existing family homes? So I think we need to look for these win-win solutions. And if it turns into this battle between, you know, homeowners and people who would like to be homeowners, you know, you, you do encounter the, this form of nimbyism. How far away are we? Let's take some of the problem places like the Lower Mainland, um, the GTA, parts of uh, parts of Ontario, let's say, for an example. How far away are we from actually getting those young people um, who are in their earning years into their own homes, like like who are currently feeling completely shut out? How, how long is it going to take to solve this problem, do you think? Yeah, it's it's going to take years, but you know I think we you know we we have to start somewhere, and you know we are seeing young people sort of scatter all across uh, Canada, uh, searching searching for housing. So mm-hmm. you know the Alberta government put ads on Toronto subways, uh, you know basically touting the advantages of moving to Edmonton and Calgary that you can you know be a 15 minute bike ride from from work and have a home that's you know half of what it would cost in, in Ottawa. So I think it's going to be important for for Ontario and, and Ottawa to fix this because otherwise we're going to lose a generation of young nurses and teachers and construction workers to Alberta to Atlantic Canada because it's just so much cheaper to live out there. And is that net migration measurement out of Ontario? How much was housing a factor? Do you think? I, I think it's most of it. Uh, I think it's most of it. You know, people move for a variety of different reasons. Uh, you know, we do see people moving into Alberta because the oil prices are up and that's creating jobs out there. But most of the migration seems to be housing driven. We, we saw during the pandemic with people able to work from home and say, OK, well, instead of living in a tiny condo in Toronto, I can get a much bigger place in, 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 a, in a place like Halifax, get a yard. 
uh, and save some money. So I think a lot of this migration that we're seeing over the last two to three years is that combination of housing prices and being able to work from home. Appreciate your time, Mike Moffat. As always, thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. All right. There is a big, big issue that is touching a lot of people, a lot of people listening. That's Mike Moffat. He's at the Ivy School of Business at Western University and focuses on housing. Follow him on Twitter, uh, Dr. Mike P. Moffat. Uh, a good follow. And uh, it cut through. He cuts through a lot of the, the rhetoric and the politics of this. We've had campaigns here in Ottawa, you know, fighting over what the number is for the next 10 years. And he points out this morning, by the way, on Twitter, when you talk about housing starts, those are not housing finishes. The key number is how many houses are finished.